is happening party people and welcome to another edition of talking during movies the podcast where we take key quotes and moments from a film to drive a two-hour conversation yes sir thank you very much i'm your host jason and we are live from dive bar and lounge 1703 guadalupe hey party people for those of you that are here in austin texas and i'm going to be putting this up tomorrow morning so you're going to have a full uh let's call it 24 plus we're going to have 30 plus hours of planning to get your shit together. Jason Dick and I will be guest bartending here at Dive Bar February 22nd. Uh, I will be serving the TDM specials. That will be a shot of my choice. And the wonderful Stash IPA from the kids at Independence Brewing. Jason Dick will be doing his Dick Man special. That is the very powerful Bud Light Tall Boy and a shot of Crown Royal. So come down. Uh, get a drink from us. Have, let's have a conversation. We're going to have uh, one, two, three. We'll have three different movies playing in the background. You're going to have great staff behind the bar that is not Jason Dick and I making you any drink you want, having some fun, serving some amazing beers, some amazing cocktails, and then us uh, yucking it up, pretending like we know what we're doing when, let's be honest, we don't. But we like to have a lot of fun pretending that we do. Uh, this, uh, you know, And this... This wonderful episode right here is is it's simply brought to you by Dive Bar, folks. Hey, listen, we are very fortunate. We get to come here, I get to cruise in. You know, these last couple weeks been running solo. Producer Matt still fired up, still loving it. I just got an email. We just got an email from Scott, our six pack tactical carrier, colorblind design. He's like, hey man, what else can I do? Let's have some fun together. Scott, we love you. You're amazing. Check out his six pack tactical carriers. But uh, seriously, folks, this is about Dive Bar today. This is about, you know, all the fun that we get to have here, all the good times. Uh, and then, you know, we get the honor, the privilege to come in here on a Saturday night, a busy night, and do some guest bartending and have some fun. So come in, meet us. More importantly, come in, have some drinks, and uh, learn uh, why you should make this uh, your home away from home, your little one-stop pop shop, if you will, or uh, your, uh, your little weekend getaway to a... Uh, Watch a movie, meet some new friends, and uh, and have a good time. Dive Bar and Lounge, Austin, Texas, 1703 Guadalupe. There you have it. And now, folks, if you want to get at us, Instagram, at TalkingDuringMovies, email, TalkingDuringMovies, podcast at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of us. Out of the movie. This is a Tiger Blood classic. This is... Three things that kind of go together, but don't. This, this is connecting disparate dots, if you will, in the world of disparate dots. And what are those disparate dots? Let's go with Trash Man, 
Let's go with Pizza Man. Let's go with Death of a Senator. And uh, let's go with um, Avoiding Killers. So we got, I mean, this is, this is the plot for one of two things. Either A, a really weird, noir, 1970s femme fatale porno. Or B, ladies and gentlemen, the often copied, never duplicated, let's get two brothers on the screen and see what's going on. Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez in the classic Men at Work. Bam! Now, for those of you guys who don't know what Men at Work is, uh, that means that you were born in 2000. Uh, that means that we're lucky to have you as a fan for all the references that we hold that you don't even know exist. You know, fun things like when I say the USSR and you're like, huh? And you're, you're, you're looking on a globe and you're spinning it and you're like, where? What? Where's that? Yeah, well, all right, there's that, okay? <laughs> the whole Eastern Bloc has changed a lot before you were, since you've been born, all right? You know, there's been a lot of going on. Before that, it was just kind of one stable, shitty, cold place run by, uh, run by a crazy person. The wall came down, all sorts of fun happened. And here we are. Here we are. So thanks, you young kids, for listening. And, and I, first of all, I'm honored, and I really take it as a, you know, very seriously, that I get to be your historian through film and through life. Like the time Sam Elliott, I called him Sam Donaldson for a whole podcast. Listen, <laughs> guess what? Guess what? You got a little dose of what every third world country gets when they get the t-shirts from the Super Bowl participants that didn't win, let's say Super Bowl winner. So all those third world country people that are cheering, that just became 49er fans because they believe because they got the shirts, let's say San Francisco won, won um, then guess what? That's their history, all right? That, and that doesn't mean their history is wrong, according to some people, but it is. I, like, I, I want to talk about this really quick. We're, because this is an inter, there's, been, there's an interesting change. If you go back and you look at 80s movies and, you know, you've got, I mean, definitely there are, there are ideals and, and, and our world has aggressively changed since the 80s, obviously. I mean, it's 2020, right? Let's go 80 to 2020. I mean, listen, there's, there's arguably been a lot of change in 40 years. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the, I, if you go back and look at 80s films, there's one thing, right? People are getting busted. They're getting held accountable for their things. And the reason I bring this up is, you know, like, we have a lot of cities around the U.S. And, and you know, let me preface this real quick. I'm not knocking on homeless people. We have a lot of cities around the U.S. They're just letting people camp. And, uh, you know, Adam Carolla talked about it uh, when, he was, when he was addressing the fact that really we, we've gone from holding people accountable now to taking a step back and saying, well, do you have the money for me to hold you accountable? Because you've got to look at the accounting practices. Look at two things that are changing. We're going to get to the movie. You can fucking calm down. Look at two things that are, that, are, that are changing. One, there's a gig economy that's coming out, and that means you can work from anywhere. You're a 1099. You pay your taxes at the end of the year. And then you have states like California that are trying to circumvent slow and stop that down in any way they can, just blast through it and try to make you a W-2. And you're like, well, why? Well, it's not that California doesn't want you to have fun. California wants its tax revenue. And they can get their tax revenue every two weeks as your check withholds money, A, or B, as a 1099, you can pay quarterly or at the end of the year, your taxes. Now, the problem with playing quarterly at the end of the year is that they don't know exactly how much you're making, so they don't know how much you're paying. And if they don't know how much you're making or paying, then they don't know how much to overspend so that they can ask for more and then raise your taxes. 
following me? So instead of trying to be smart about engaging the gig economy, they are trying to shut it down. Well, same thing is happening when it comes to law-abiding citizens and just really, you know, just holding people accountable. You should be held accountable because you're doing something right or doing something wrong. You shouldn't be held accountable based on if, if the city thinks you can pay that ticket. Do you know why poor people and homeless people don't aren't getting tickets in these cities anymore? Why they're not getting arrested anymore? Because those fines and those tickets, those are then put as a line item of this is money coming in. Well, guess what? That money's not coming in because those people don't have money to pay it. Now, does that mean that they should go unpunished? In my humble opinion, no. But what it does mean is that we need to figure out a better way to engage them, to get them the help that they need, invest in them, all right? And sometimes investing in them is holding them accountable. It's funny, if you are at living at home and you're a drug addict and I send you to rehab, I've invested in you to get better. I have taken the time, I've held you accountable for what you've done that is wrong, You've lost privileges, it could be driving, it could be where you're living, it could be the freedoms that you, that you had before that you don't have now, only to earn more freedoms when you're free from those drugs or alcohol, whatever that may be. But you've been held accountable first, and then you've been invested in second, and then generally speaking, the outcome is positive third. Right? The outcome is obviously more positive to hold someone accountable, invest in them, and then see where they grow as a person. That's much more positive than letting them sleep on a tent on the side of the street and ignoring them and saying, well, I don't want to be mean to them. Right? I just don't want to be mean to them. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because this is the problem we're in today. The problem we were in, let's go back 40 years to the 80s, 1980. And we'll go back 30 years. The let's just take the, the 80s block, even part of the 90s block. The problem that you had then wasn't holding people accountable. The problem we had then was, you know, and it's it put us in the situation we're in today. Is well, is that is that a respect respectable job? Is that the job I want? Right? If you didn't know, you know, I came up to you. I'm like, hey, what's your dad do? Oh, my dad's a banker. What's your dad do? My dad's a trash man. You wouldn't look at that kid and be like, oh man, your dad makes the city hum. Your dad keeps the city clean. You'd be like, ugh, he picks up trash? Gross. You know, same with, oh, my dad's a bus driver. Ugh, your dad drives the bus? Not, he moves people around the city so they can get to work so this city can operate. No, 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 no. He's just a bus driver. He's just, you know, and, and what, and listen to me here real quick. And this is what happens in all of this is that you get from that direction, if you will, what you get out of it is you don't get people going in and, you know, thinking about being bus drivers, thinking about being trash collectors, thinking about being welders or plumbers or air conditioning servicers, right? They go and they're like, what's the app that's going to make me a million dollars? What's the quick way to get to cash? How do I circumvent work on X to go to Y? What can I do that's different versus embracing all crafts and all people and understanding that we all have strengths in different areas? And some people like the solitude of nighttime janitorial work and they just love it because it clears their head and they get to do what they want to do. What I'm saying is that instead of A, judging and ranking where people work because of what you view as importance, I would say instead, B, look at the value of the job that it brings from mechanic to trash person to bus driver to banker to lawyer, I guess even a little bit politician, although I get, we could probably start fresh with that whole crew, if you know what I mean. So yeah, there you go. All right, folks, we're now that I'm off the soapbox, my quick soapbox. This is what happens 
when you drive into town, you're all fired up, you saw that goofy mayor of ours doing goofy things again, being goofy. So, you know, to get, to get your brain spinning. I'm already spinning. We got Charlie Sheen being a peeping Tom. Now, one second, please. This peeping Tom-esque kind of, he's got a bottle of Dom, and it's not chilled, sitting in her liquor cabinet. You got to chill that Dom. You can't just let that sit out. It's terrible. It's a $200 bottle of champagne. She's like, where'd you put that? Uh, it's next to the uh, Cheerios. No, 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 no. Honey Nut Cheerios. Now go up one. Over to the left? No, no, my left. No, I'm sorry, your left. There you go. Oh, you're facing me now. Turn. There you go. Now up. Yeah, yeah, no. no. Behind the coffee. This bottle of Dom. Just put some. Put, put ice in the glass and just pour it over. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. You're gonna poison someone. But, they, but Charlie Sheen's uh, he's peeping Tommy now. I mean, up until I would say the 2000s, the peeping Tom move was a staple in many, many movies. I mean. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you remember one of my one of the movies that I mean it was on HBO back when we were kids that uh, I got in trouble for watching. My mom came in the room; she freaked out. Zach, yeah, oh Zach, because yeah. Scabeo he lifted up that girl's skirt, and you could see her yeah. underoos, right? And everyone yeah, was like, he was "Oh, a superhero, uh, he was pervert, superhero, yeah. <laughs> yeah. superhero the pervert, <laughs> the fucking pervert is what he was." But you could, I mean, you couldn't make Zap today uh, unless it was a guy wearing a skirt and people are lifting that up. But then you couldn't make fun of the fact the guy had a dick. It would be more like, oh, I can't believe what perverts these people are trying to look at this guy's asshole. Yeah. It, would just, it, it just, it doesn't, a lot of it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to lie. A lot of it does not make sense. But you couldn't make that just like you couldn't make this, uh, this movie here because of the Peeping Tom stuff. I'm not saying that peeping, being a peeping Tom is right or wrong. Uh, in fact, I think we can all agree it's wrong. However, it's interesting culturally how and where we've changed and what we've done because it was still, even though it was wrong, it was funny and uh, celebrated for sure. I, uh, I do like this part. This is pretty funny. They, uh, they, the airbags in this movie are just blow-up balloons. That's all they are. They're, just, they're the worst airbags of all time. Uh, this movie is old enough that it does the garbage cans don't have the arms, so it's you know if you the, today's garbage can right the the garbage collector, generally speaking the person running that doesn't have to get out lift a bag out of a trash can and then throw it in to a uh, throw it in the back of the the um, the garbage truck instead this they drive by this arm comes out picks it up shakes it chuka 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 sets it back down and then you're done and you wheel it back up. My neighbor, he did not know this. It's pretty funny. So, and you're like, how is this neighbor story going to be funny? You just trust me. So, I'm a very successful businessman neighbor. And he wakes up, so our trash gets picked up on Monday mornings. He texts me Tuesday and he goes, hey, have you seen my trash can? I was like, have I seen your trash can? No, I haven't seen your trash can. I went, your trash can? He goes, I think someone stole my trash can. And I was like, well, with all the homeless camps around here, I think that's nice that Benny the homeless guy came by with his girlfriend and said, we're stealing this trash can. Hey guys, guys, hey you in the purple tent over there, throw your shit away in the trash can. Let's try to keep our area clean. Let's keep it nice. Maybe they can pay for some trash services. That'd be nice because I don't like the litter, right? And listen, I'm always offended by the fact that we're not taking care of them. I'm also offended by the fact that I know we're not taking care of you, but that doesn't give you an excuse to not take care of the planet. Go ahead, pick up your litter. For fuck's sake, pick up your litter. It's so gross. Litter people are gross. But, so I, I'm making, I'm giving a bad time. Well, he calls, 
and to order a new trash can. And the lady's like, I can't give you a new trash can because you never paid for your old trash can. In fact, for six years, you never paid the rent on this trash can. <laughs> And he's like, could I get a fucking warning? Like, is there a, is the response, don't pay for six years, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, fuck it, take it away. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got fucked. He goes, you have no idea. This is so brutal. Yeah, hang on. So for a week he didn't have it. Well, he finally got a new one. I'm wheeling mine out, and I see him wheeling his out. He's got pride. He's got a brand new trash can. It's all shiny. It's nice. I'm like, hey, how do you like that new X5 non-model? Pretty nice with the up and down on the top. Mine, does it squeak? Mine squeaks a little bit. It's an older model, of course, a little smaller. And he just literally in front of the whole neighborhood, he's like, fuck you, Jason. Fuck you. <laughs> That's good neighbor. <laughs> Talking about him. You already know I'm a good neighbor, people. Your dream would be to have me as a neighbor. Cocktails every night, maybe an edible here and there, some poisonous honey just to, just to really roll your eyes back in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Slip a little DMT into your coffee and watch you go to fucking Jupiter for 10 minutes. Think you've been living a whole nother life for the last 30 years. You're welcome. Okay? I'm opening up eyes. You think this podcast is weird? Be my fucking neighbor. All right? You're going to see weird. I'm going to light your asshole on fire. It's going to be amazing. That is for sure. Absolutely, positively, 1,000% amazing. Oh, you know what we miss these days? Well, they, I guess they're in some beach communities. We could probably use more of them if they if they weren't so made fun of. Bike cops. I'm not talking the motorcycle. I'm talking pedal pedal. Yeah. One, I think uh, it'd get them in better shape. This is another thing. We, we are in a little quick tangent here. We'll take a drink here, and then we're gonna we got to go quick tangent on this because I I got to dive deep into this for a hot minute as I'm watching these cops walk around acting all cool with their bad mustaches, their aviators, uh, really some bad bad. I mean. Von, Von Zipper, or whatever his name is, is rolling over in his grave with these bad trucker hats, that's for sure. And I like that they're making fun of the trash guys. Like, at the end of the day, you're all fucking city workers, right? You're all paid by the tax dollars of people. You should probably be nice to one another and maybe just create a cool softball team, you know, or maybe a uh, maybe a fun bowling league. Have a little fun. Who knows? But hold on one second. So one of the things that I'm constantly fascinated by is in this world that we live in, uh, we get, the, oh, they got the golf clap. Love the golf clap. Uh, you know, I talked to police, I have a couple of cop friends. Uh, I, I drive her crazy talking to her at my kids' gymnastics, so it's not like she's listening. But if she was, I'd tell her the same thing. I understand that your job is dangerous. I understand that there's a high level of stress. I don't believe we best equip police officers to go out there and, and take on the challenge of the day. And what I mean by that is it's two things. One, um, you're not in any way, shape, or the gun's not the gun isn't the, the protection I'm talking about. It's your physical and your mental protection, right? And, and what I mean by physical and mental protection is I don't think the resources are there when you've had a bad day or a crazy day, whether you're in, um, you know. <laughs> Uh, cyber crimes or uh, you know you're busting kids or you're out cleaning up you know horrible accidents whatever it may be golly man I don't think there's enough too I don't think that we train I don't think the police academies train them well enough I'm glad you know what the uh, 1092 104-9 or 5-9 is I'm glad you got that one down that's cute I'm glad you know all the call signals for your little walkie-talkie in your radio 
but I'd like it maybe if you were a, if every cop was a brown belt in jujitsu and also had to take three days of yoga, just just to calm down, just to clear your head, just to be a little more you know peaceful in heart in mind, and then get the get the support and the counseling you need. But going hot to trot, getting some super short haircut, giving you a gun, a bulletproof vest, and and a whole motivation of fuck yous. And it's just, you know, and then you also, you you come in and you instantly know people are going to lie to you. You walk up going, I'm going to say good morning, how are you? And this motherfucker is just going to lie to me. Because that's what we do. We lie to cops. Well, as soon as you do that, you just create this precedence, man. And it just, it, it, it seeps into your mind. And doing jujitsu, doing yoga, getting therapy, clearing your mind. Imagine the freedom of not carrying that weight or that baggage. Imagine the freedom of just being able to walk out every day, get out there and physically you feel good, mentally you feel good, and you feel good for a multitude of reasons. One, if you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, 99% of the people on this planet aren't going to do shit to you, all right? They're not going to touch you in any way, shape, or form. That's it. B, the yoga part just clears your mind, man. If you haven't done yoga or you haven't bought my, uh, my series uh, yoga for CEOs, learn to kiss your own ass. Let me tell you, <laughs> I love that. It's been in my head for 20 years, never gets old to me. And there's, there's someone going, fuck you, I've heard it. God, he's setting himself up for the yoga joke. Here it comes, three, two, there it goes, and it's out of here. So, you know, there's a lot of love there, but hey man, it is what it is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, but you know, just, I don't know, man. I, I'd like you to be happier, healthier people. Not saying that all cops are dicks, not saying that they're not happy and healthy, just saying I'd like you to be happier and healthier. That's all. I want the same for fire departments. I want I want the same for all I want the same for all workers, quite honestly. I don't want you trapped and confined and angry and getting on the road and yelling at people and fuck you and cutting people off and just bringing that stress. No, 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 no. Not at all. One, uh, you know, a uh, hard transition here. One of the one of the fun things about men, men at work. I mean, one, you've got the the trash can celebration. This is back when there was the old tin trash cans with the lids and everything. And then two, you've just got their outfits and underneath their outfits, what you know smell because they're picking up that trash by hand. The brothers, the Estevez and Sheen brothers. He's got a cute little. Po- he has a mullet ponytail. So Emilio Estevez has just got a mullet, and Sheen has bangs, feathered bangs. And a ponytail, a mullet ponytail. Dude, that is, that's how the rat tail got started, right? That's how it's like, it's like, like what, what, how did that plague start? How did the rat tail plague start? Well, like I had a mullet and put it into a ponytail. He's like, what if I just don't want to forget this? Well, what do you do? I'm going to cut everything but this part. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. And then some asshole's like, you know it's going to make that cool? Shave your whole head but that rat tail. But that, and then you can you can be in any 1980s uh, martial arts film, but you have to be the bad guy. It, and they prefer it if it's on top, like a bun, which it's odd. Now guys with long hair make the bun on top, but back then it was just a long ponytail. Why didn't they bun it back then? We knew what the bun was. Ladies were doing the bun back then, kind of, with a lot of hairspray and some weird shit. It's weird how the man bun just kind of came about. In a, in, a, in a unique way. But that's how the rat tail started, folks. And I'll tell you what, the rat tail did not last long. Uh, we vaccinated our kids in the 80s and it got rid of the rat tail. Yeah. 
It just it got rid of it 1,000%. And, and then they, they tried that cool shit where at first the rat tail was directly behind. And they're like, oh, well, that's the rat tail directly, be directly behind us. What about a rat tail on the left or the right? Ooh, now we're getting dangerous because now I can pull it around my shoulder and I can pet it, take it around, ask restaurants if I'm allowed to come in with my pet rat tail. Right? And just think you're cute and funny with all that shit. And then the rat tail dies, and then you get the, uh, you get the earring. Then you got to figure out what ear goes in with what earring and what does it mean. And then Levi's button flies come out, and heaven forget, forbid you forget a button, because then you're allegedly pronouncing the world. This is before we, you know, it, we're loving to all people, not that we are still, we're, we're better than we were, but we've got a lot of work to do. But back then it's like, oh, you, uh, you want to do this? Okay, well, if you wear an earring in this ear, you're gay. If you're wearing in this ear, you're straight. If you have two earrings, you're bi. If your top button flies unbuttoned, you're a power top. If the bottom one's unbuttoned, you're a power button. It's the middle, you'll fuck any. It got so confusing, you just, you wanted to move to a nudist colony. It's be like, it's, I, just, I just want to be naked for a bit with no piercings. And then it's like, and then what comes after that? The lower back tattoo. And people go fucking crazy. They lose their goddamn minds on these lower back tattoos until they realize that low-rise jeans come into play and that crop tops come into play. And then everyone's like, what's that? And they're like pulling it down a little bit. And then the high thong came into play. And now you got a high thong partially covering up your low back tattoo with your low pants, ladies, that are right at you know the base of your hips there. You're showing a little bit of pubis bone. And then if you're not wearing underwear, if you are wearing underwear, I'm seeing all your underwear, basically, because it's this tiny thong anyways. And then I got the low back tattoo. Ew. What I'm trying to get at here is it all started with Charlie Sheen's fucked up bangs with ponytail. All right, it's all his fault. And then you look at what else this sick motherfucker's done. All right, hey, Charlie Sheen, I'm talking to you, tiger blood. All right, what did you do after you made all these moves? You Wall Street, you had men at work. You've done some great, great films. And then what do you do? What do you do? You decide to go and make a half a billion dollars sitcom, Two and a Half Men. And I'm not mad that you made the money. In fact, I'm happy for you that you made the money. Good for you. But you made that money and it turned you fucking crazy. I mean, it literally made you nuts and butts crazy. But it should make you crazy. You know why it'll make you crazy? Let me tell you why it should make you absolutely crazy crazy because folks it happened it continues to happen all of this you are gonna wait we're gonna look back and who's gonna our, our plague people like what the what charlie sheen started in his plague world right and what he built up to and now he's dropped off the face of the earth and he's just hanging out just you know doing whatever he's doing working out and living in his palatial mansion and paying child support and you know having fun right so who's our next charlie sheen who's our next person that is going to take their bangs and ponytail and turn it into this plague that, that runs over 30 years. I'm going with, I got two. I got Justin Bieber. Yes. <laughs> I get the point from Isaac. Stop right there. We're going to go right there. And if you want to go female and you want to put some chlamydia in the mix, let's, uh, you know, uh, maybe, um, some, you know, I, I think you got to go Miley Cyrus. I think they get they they hit the height. They're rich. They're young. They're still taking off. They're still gonna do wild and crazy shit. They're gonna do some really weird shit. So, I mean, Justin Bieber's already doing weird. Just like oh, I had, you know what? I don't know what he had like Lyme disease or something. 
That didn't mean you can't shave that fucked up mustache off, okay? That, Lyme disease does not stop you from growing or start you growing a weird mustache and does not stop you from shaving it off, all right? Lyme disease does not tell you that you shouldn't wash your hair for two weeks and they just walk in public. This is not Lyme disease's fault, all right? My, Miley, however many times you've been married, and what you've done, that's your business. And listen, I still like your music. I think you're wickedly talented, just like Charlie Sheen is wickedly talented. But you do some weird shit, kid. You do some really weird shit. And that weird shit we're gonna look back on, it started a couple of trends, right? Like that whole tongue out thing. Oh, just give me scissors. Let's just start cutting tongues out. Every, still, it was duck lips. And then you're like, duck lips? Fuck this. Let me show you what I look like with. And then the tongue's out everywhere. Every girl, a little bit of tongue, like you guys can see. And then Miley, whole lot of tongue. Shakira, this is how I juggle balls tongue. Or nipples. I don't know her sexual preference. I'm not here to judge or assume that she likes boys and or girls. Or whether she's, you know, an incel and she just can't get laid, so she's just mad at the universe. I, you, you'd be surprised how many attractive people don't get laid because people think they're attractive and they're always getting laid. And maybe, maybe they just need a break. Or you're just not strong enough as a person to just walk up and actually have an adult conversation because you've got to go with a fucking agenda and be like, she's hot, oh, I'd get my dick inside her. Or she's like, man, that guy's hot. Ooh, ooh man, I'd just love to just fuck him. You're like, whoa, 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 you want to get to know him? No? All right, well, that's how it starts. There's your history lesson, fucking 2000ers, all right? There you go. Now you take this information, you share it with everybody, and then you pick up the little crumbs. You're like, oh, these are our, fu these are our future Charlie Sheens. These are the future tiger bloods that we have out there. And that's where it works. Now, on the death of this politician, as these two assholes are, by the way, Budweiser, good job. I wish Budweiser still tasted like Budweiser did back then. It tasted so good, it was so nice, it was so much fun. But it just, I don't know what happened. But I, I do find this interesting. So and we are in the midst of a presidential, you know, uh, we're about to elect another president. There is nothing but chaos and craziness going on around us. You love Trump, you hate Trump. There's no one who's like, I kinda like him. There's no one who's on the fence about Trump. Just like there's no one who's on the fence about Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, uh, Mayor Pete. We're just never stop there. Not pronounced. <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, Bernie. Not to, you know, yeah, Bernie Sanders. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're and, and Bloomberg. Uh, I do find it interesting that people are excited about Bloomberg. I, you know, it's like I don't like this white billionaire. I like this white billionaire. And he. He ran a, I just want a nationwide stop and frisk. Yeah. All right? If you thought Me Too was bad, hang on, ladies, okay? Because we know that Mayor Bloomberg has been two things, wickedly sexist and super handsy. <laughs> so I also find it interesting that people are like, you know what? I can't believe he made people sign NDAs. Uh, I signed about three a week. I have so many calls with, with different companies and different shit. The NDA thing's not the big deal, all right? The stop and frisk thing's a big fucking deal. Uh, some of the other shady shit, the fact that he was buddies with Trump and, and actually encouraged him to move to New York and all this stuff, those are big deals. He's like, oh, you know, uh, job rates went up 100% when I was there. Yeah, but if they were down 
you got to show me what they were below first so that your increase makes sense. Too many people look at one side of the number and they're like, well, fuck, I mean, you did in New York, imagine what you can do here. Well, I don't know where the bottom was first. If the bottom was 1,000, you only raised it 100 points out of 1,000, not good. Not good at all. And then, you know, it's like, all right, you got jobs, so what jobs did they get? What, what are you, what, what's impactful? I can tell you this about New York that I know. Uh, venture capital investments in New York, that's one of the worst performing cities in the United States, if not the worst, on venture capital investments. A lot of it's fashion, there's some hardware in there. There are some successful ones, people that I've worked with, but generally speaking, investment in New York City because of costs, everything else, people think, it's just, it's the city, man. Look at San Francisco costs more to live in than New York. And let me tell you this, San Francisco, pretty successful on venture capital investment. So it's, you know, you've, you've got to look at what Bloomberg and others have done on the, on the business climate and environment on why that hasn't been successful. And then think about the $1.3 trillion being spent globally by PE firms in the next seven years. You've got to think about the couple trillion dollars in venture capital. And you're like, do you want that play to come across America? Now, I'm not telling you to vote for it or not. I'm just, I'm giving you pieces of insight that I know of. On, on this person that goes, hey, I don't understand. I'm not saying he's a good person or bad person. I'm saying, I don't understand why you're excited about it. Obviously, he bought himself onto the debate floor. The DNC changed the rules again for him. It's, and this all comes back to once again, oh, we have a, uh, we have a, dead, uh, we have a, we have a dead politician here in this movie, and it begs the question, how are so many alive? And I'm not saying go kill a politician. I'm not saying that. I am saying how are so many alive? I don't understand how you lie to people on a daily basis, how you go into office with no money and leave with hundreds of millions of dollars. You create laws where you give yourself an increase every year. You have the best health care that you only provide for yourself, that you selfishly take, 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 and never give. You make promises of your office at your office. I mean, even the promises that, these, that the people who are running for president are making, guess what, folks? They can't do them. We have a House and Senate to do those things. You do not have, a president cannot come in and do it because it'll just get reversed by the next person. You do, to come in and be like, free healthcare for all, free college education for all, president doesn't do that. Sorry, you might want to ask instead is how can they work together? How do you work together with Democrats and Republicans no matter who you are? How do you solve problems? What do you do when there looks like, when you've got a Ted Cruz and you've got a Nancy Pelosi and they're on opposite sides and they're screaming at each other, and their human flesh is falling off, and you're seeing their lizard people faces, and it's in public, and you're like, guys, guys, calm down. People are gonna figure it out. What do you do? How do you control the chaos? If you walked into a kinder, if you were a kindergarten teacher, but you had to be a kindergarten teacher for 200 plus people, 200 plus five-year-olds, who had all shipped their pants, they were throwing poop across the room, oh, and someone stole Johnny's, Play-Doh and someone sold Sally's Lego and someone sold Tanny's rocket kit and someone else stole little Johnny's fucking crayons. How do you control the chaos? That's the person you want for president. You don't want the shit disturber. You don't want the popular person. There's a lot of things you don't want, but the one thing you do want is you want the problem solver. The other stuff, man, take it local. Boil it up as it needs to be boiled up, but start with it local. Start with it and create your base of listeners and allow everything to rise up. The problem is we've got into a, a position of two things. One, politicians lie, and when they lie to you, especially at a local level or regional level or state level or even a federal level, then the issue you have is then you get into the fact that then someone steps in like, oh, well, 
I'm only 0.002% of the population, but no one will listen to me, so I'm going to create absolute fucking chaos until someone does. And then it's like, well, why is this person creating chaos? And then you've got divisiveness, and then you have disdain for a group because you don't understand what they're doing and why they're being the squeaky wheel. They've been lied to. They've been lied to by people. And that begs the question once again, then why the fuck are so many of them getting reelected? If you're that upset, which we're not, but if you were that upset, you would stop. You would, you would, you would, you would bring someone else, you would do something different. We choose not to. Oddly enough, it's so funny, we, we attack the weakest in this country. We, we really, I mean, and I, I do mean attack, right? We, we go after the weakest, uh, we leverage the weakest to gain our support and popularity only to live unfulfilled promises in a world where you don't have to. In a world where in this heavy, heavy bin, pick it up, Charlie, Emilio's got his, he's got a thing on, pull the top off, let's see what's in here, why is it so heavy? Oh, look. Someone just threw a perfectly good flag boy away. <laughs> just threw him away. Just got rid of him. He was, I like how he just threw the lid on. He's like, well, I mean, I don't know. Moving on. He's like, I gotta get off the soapbox. We gotta get we gotta keep this a little bit lighthearted. I'm so dark today. I apologize. I gotta work on this. I did do a lot of house cleaning this morning. That usually puts me in more of a Dr. Phil kind of mood. And criminal minds just playing in the background. There's a lot of stuff going on in my brain. And I didn't, uh, I didn't take my, uh, my, my brain medicine, so it's, I'm a little wacky. Uh, there's a dead guy. Now, what do you do? I'm always, I'm always curious because, you know, it's like, what do you do if you find uh, a million dollars in a bag? Do you keep it? Do you slowly pay off some bills? Like, just sits there, the cash? Do you wonder if it's marked? Do you take trips? I'm wondering, do you, like, max out a credit card and, let's say, fly to Europe? Right, but you bring nine thousand dollars here, right? right? And then I don't know, maybe you buy some shit over there. Maybe you um, you go in to the airport, you exchange all that money, right? And then you come back and you go to your bank now with essentially laundering money, right? Through uh, international travel, if you will. I don't know. Or do you do what you're supposed to do legally? Go to the police station, million dollars in cash. Hey guys, uh, someone dropped this. It was on a uh, about 12th and Jacone. Pretty sure it's legal money. <laughs> For you guys that don't know 12th and Jacone, not a, not a nice neighborhood. There was a great barbecue spot though, and on the side of the building it had painted, you don't need no teeth to eat my beef. <laughs> I was like, mm, if I don't, I'm gonna pass. Because now, now it's just wet dog food. <laughs> There's gotta be some texture to it. I can't. Can't do it. Can't do it. Twelve to come, a little bit of a dangerous neighborhood here in Austin, Texas, for whatever that's worth. I like how they picked the, the guy up out of the barrel. He's dead. He's got a smile. They're standing it up. This is, this is the, you know, someone was on mushrooms watching men at work, just high as balls, elbow their buddy, and they're like, what if those guys quit their job? And they worked for that politician for like a year, but he was dead and they made all the decisions. Like, dude, never happened. But what if he was rich? I don't know. Was their boss already? And then he threw a party and they still made the party go on without him. Really? Yeah. Well, like, what would his name be? Bernie? Bernie. Would it be like a week? Nah, it's too long. The body's gonna stink. But I think a weekend would work. So he could do like a weekend with Bernie? 
yeah, I mean, it's not really with him because he's dead. It's more like at his stuff. Like, are we getting at Bernie's? Yeah, 100%. Let's do it. Bang, I'm in. The weekend at Bernie's, born right here. We have figured out where the fucking rat tail came from, nail bangs came from, piercings, lower back tattoos, and now weekend at Bernie's. Uh, folks, I could stop the podcast right now, and you would have so much goddamn homework to do to figure out what's going on in America today to just know who's foreshadowing for the people. You, you would be just elbow deep in bullshit for at least a year. But we're going to keep going. Is uh, you know, in a in a totally racist move, they put a cowboy hat on that white guy in a suit. Not cool, man. Not cool. We got our cops back in their shorts. I wish those shorts were a little shorter. Not gonna lie. Uh, I like that their bikes just fell over. Fucking dorks. Ah, mold is high today. My nose itching. So if you just you know, I sound weird every once in a while. I'm literally just rubbing my face with my hand because it's just it is itchy nose season. And in itchy nose season, the reality is, is that you also have with that, that's right, folks, oh, stuffy nose. And what does stuffy nose get you? Well, stuffy nose gets you, uh, well, it means cocaine dealers are, uh, they're not working as hard. That is for sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. So we got a dead politician. We got two trash men. We got a, we got a pizza guy. We got two cops. We've got a murder to solve. We got trash to pick up. And uh, we've got the origin of Weekend at Bernie's. Not going to lie to you, in one bit. And we only got, folks, we got less, we've got about 50 minutes left. You've got to be kidding. Who is, who is our, who is, let me see if I can find out who our politician is here. So we have, who is the politician? We got Charlie Sheen. Um, is it, I think it's Jeffrey Blake is our politician, I want to say. I don't know. This is a good, but it's, I mean, dude. It's fucking Emilio Estevez. This is good stuff right here. Who else do we got in here? I don't know who Leslie Hope is. Pretty lady, though. Uh, Keith David is the um, is the African-American gentleman who says, looks like who threw away a perfectly good white boy. Love that so much. Absolutely, positively love that. So, you know, we've talked about uh, weird, uh, weird jobs on this, of course, you know, the jobs that I've wanted. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, uh, di different different weird jobs. But you also have to look at that. Let's, let's take a quick moment. Let's take a break. And just look at the jobs that kind of make the the world turn. We touched on a little bit, right? We touched on uh, on uh, garbage men. We uh, you know we looked at um, <clears throat> bus drivers. Obviously, you've got you've got police. There's that guy with a man bun walking down the street. Look at him go. Good for you, sir. Way to butt it up. You've got all that, and then what else do we have here? You, you have the plumbers, the electricians, the, you, you have those people, but then, then you have maintenance people. You think about all the, you think about the street cleaners, right? Think about all that stuff, man. Think about everything that's happening. It's, it's absolutely, positively amazing what makes a city run and the jobs that are there and that you don't even know that are there until you go to apply like, I want to work for the city, I want a government job. You see those jobs and you see the credentials it takes to get those jobs and what it looks like to get those jobs. And let me tell you something, brother, it's not easy work. It is not easy work at all. There are a multitude of ponytails in this fucking movie. There is bad fashion, there is shoulder pads, uh, there is pleated pants, which is like the accordion of pants, right? It is, it is for the person trying to find their pockets, but they start at their belly button first. Like, where are my, there are my pockets. 
It is absolutely amazing. The um, the sound system. You, I don't, you guys uh, don't remember uh, Discmans or discs in any way, uh, CDs or DVDs, but there was a, a tray would slide up. It'd slide out, you'd set it on there, you'll make sure there's no fingerprints on it. Yeah. Rub it on your shirt, set it down. Obviously, this asshole had one of those for a tape. Then the motherfucker slid out, and they clicked the tape down, put it in, and then played it. So many. You got, folks, there was so much dumb shit that happened through the 80s and 90s. Think about this. Right now, we just have TVs, and then we have Netflix, we have Amazon, we have all this shit on demand. You don't need to own a DVD, a DVD player. The, the amount of hardware that the internet has killed is surreal to think about. It really is surreal to think about. The amount of hardware from, I think you gotta think about what packages that hardware. You know, I wonder who's done a study on the impact of the internet and all the jobs that it has killed. Let's just look at the tape CD world and their best. So you got the tape and the CD. So the CD, you got the, the label's got a room on the bottom, you got the CD, you got the printing on the top, you've got the plastic folding case, then you've got the artwork on the inside, then you have the plastic wrap, and then you have the big heart, remember that big heart thing? It was like, it was super huge, and you carried it up to the, to the guy, and he'd click it open, yeah. and then give you your CD out of it. So that was, and then the tape, tapes pretty much had a similar breakup, right? It's the tape, you got the, you got the tape on the inside, you have little wheels on the inside, you got the screws that hold it all together. You have the piece of plastic, the, the plastic uh, holder you put it in, you got the artwork on the inside, wrapped in plastic and usually something hard on the outside so you just couldn't take it, put it in the pocket. All of those pieces that I just mentioned on a very 30,000 foot level, all of those pieces, there was a company behind them creating this. All gone. All gone. Now you gotta think about trucks, distribution, uh, you know, you gotta think about the physical stores that, that held them and carried them. Gone, 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 gone. Out of here. Booyah. I mean, it's just, dude, it's, it's a crazy world. The internet killed all of that. Movies, DVDs, killed all that. And then, I'm not even getting to the players and all the components in the players. All, all the people that developed a business around those players so that they could provide parts for those players, so they could be built, so they could be distributed, so they manufactured, distributed, da 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 bah. All that's gone. It's all gone now because of the information superhighway. It's fucking fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. One of the other uh, crazy, crazy things that happened is with these garbage workers, another ad for Budweiser. Good for you, Budweiser. Way to get in there, Bud. Not as good as an independent stash IPA served at uh, the world famous Dot Bar and Lounge in Austin, Texas. But um, you know, still not bad, not terrible. I like how they have the Richard Dussey. This is where we got. This is exact. If you want, look closely. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another movie foreshadowing. This movie—it's like the Nostradamus of films and fashion. All right. If you're wondering who got the idea for Point Break, let me tell you, you they were doing <laughs> mushrooms again, or they overdosed. They didn't—I don't even know if edibles were around back then. I'm sure, they're just eating pot raw. That's horrible. Don't get you high, bro. But that's listen. Richard Nixon mask on, surf surfboard in the background. There you go, Point Break, uh, folks. This is the nostril. You guys didn't realize. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, this is interesting. No, no. This movie foreshadows everything. 
everything. It is absolutely amazing. Oh, look, Emilio Estevez, pierced ear, left ear, not right ear, because he's straight. He's following the rules, following the rules of society at that time. Absolutely amazing. So one of the things that's gone, that has actually resurged quite a bit, uh, which is interesting, um, it's, it's, you know, it's really gotten popular again. In fact, I don't really think it's lost its popularity as much as it's just gotten meaner and meaner. And they highlight it in this film, and they're pretty mean practical jokes, but they're practical jokes. I mean, you know, I don't think there's ever been a time when you couldn't do them. Now, I think the uh, severity in which you do them, especially to the opposite sex or, or a minority of some kind, is you gotta be careful. But practical jokes in and of themselves, are alive and well, have never really gone away. We did a couple, I did a couple in college. Uh, one, there was, um, I lived in a dorm, it was uh, four stories, and the very bottom was kind of underground, and the guys had a big, uh, it, we call it a bullpen shower, it's just a big room, shower heads down, and it was, you know, no co-ed floors, just a guy's floor, very bottom. And what they would do is they'd put a board, you'd step down to the showers. You got like, you know, you know, six inch down step. They put a board up and then they would run all the showers and they'd fill it up like a hot tub in there. And then they'd all hang out and they'd discuss their floor business, whatever it is. It's kind of weird, you know, 20 dudes naked sitting around. Hey, it's not my thing, but you know, what do I know? Not, it's not my thing. However, if it's your thing, I'm gonna fuck with it. So I broke into the school cafeteria and I got a big thing of concentrated blue dye and then I poured it in their window as the steam was slowly coming out and then it just seeped into that as that water was pouring in I'm pouring in the blue dye well it's dark in there with the lights off so in there they're splashing water on their face they're running it through their hair they're talking business they come out they look like gray people they got blue streaks in their hair they you know, some, some dudes wore like underwear in there and it's dyed blue. They all look like shit. They look fucking horrible. They're wondering who did it. They're pissed. I was like, that's nah, probably Didn't know who did it. And then um, we pretended. Then I went, I broke into the cafeteria a week later, late, late at night, like one in the morning. And I made a three layer chocolate cake. Got this idea from a friend of mine who did this in the 80s. Then, me and some buddies, we overbaked it so it was dry. And then for like a day, we left it in our restroom on our floor. And then if you had to piss, maybe piss a little bit on it and then piss the rest of the toilet. <laughs> then I covered it with chocolate frosting. And then I said, hey, from your sister floor, which would be the ladies' dorms across the campus, from your sister floor, with love, sorry, someone turned you guys gray. And to have them take a bite, this is so moist. <laughs> and they'll be like, this is so, I get it. those girls are good bakers. They're gonna make great wives. And I couldn't, I was down there, and I'm dying live, like, we're laughing at Jason, he's jealous, we're gonna get chocolate cake from your sister floor, huh? You jealous? And I was like, no. You're eating my piss. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I was like, no, you're eating my piss. And I'm dying like, dudes were throwing up. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, I got to go to the doctor. I gotta, I'm like, you're in sterile. Fucking relax. It's fine. It's fine. Just keep eating. <laughs> Just keep eating. It'll be great. And then we did, uh, what was some other practice? I mean, I've done some. 
one time uh, for my buddy, uh, he's a, he was a pastor at the time, not anymore, I, I snuck up on stage and I, um, and this is how racist Montana was back in the, yes please, how racist Montana was back in the day. I sneak up on stage and I'll have to take a drink of those. Mm. So delicious. Mm. Amy, you and the kids, you guys know how to make a good beer. Dive bar knows how to keep it cold and delicious. So uh, we're hanging out. And um, what's the practical? What was the one practical joke I was going to share now? Damn it, Jason, you and your short term memory is awful. I have so many. Oh, yeah. So at church, I sneak up, and this is racist Northwest Montana. So I sneak up and I lay this big, fake, black turd right on the associate pastor's chair. And no one notices. And he walks up as church starts and he sees it. And he's not going to pay any attention to it. And he throws it off his chair. And it, he wasn't meant to throw it, I think, behind his chair. But it was rubber. It hit something. It very rubber. It bounced. And it rolled under the piano at church. Well, a couple. Just so bad. Not my fault. These are racist people. It's not me. couple recently adopted two kids from Africa. And people in the church thought that those kids didn't know what a restroom was and that they shit under the piano at church. And those two little black kids from Africa were blamed for a fake turd. <laughs> and you've got, first, for, this is not kids thinking that two little black kids shit under a piano. These, this is a room full of adults. Their rational thought was not, that's a fake piece of shit. Their rational thought was, little black kids from Africa, that had to be the shit, they will shit, we, we have to potty train them. You gotta potty train them first, let them know that they could obviously move outside or preferably bathroom. Like, what the absolute fuck? And these are the same, they're like, hey, listen to me, all right? I wanna tell you something. Okay, little Jesus masturbate joke, a little too far, don't like it, all right? This is coming from an adult who understands the world. The same adult who blamed a six-year-old black kid for shitting under a piano? Yeah, I'm that adult, okay? I'm that adult, remember that. I also drive in snow, and I slap your mom with the back of my hand so it doesn't leave a bruise, all right? These, this is adulting, okay? In case you're wondering, now, no one's looking. Just go fuck that pastor real quick. Don't get pregnant, obviously. Come back. It's going to be fine. Get that a cocktail. And then we're going to pretend everything's normal. We're going to come here and really pretend that we know who Jesus is and love him for about an hour and a half. We're going to go back to our regular lives of being racist, blaming people for shit, and just being all around dumb. I mean, this is, this is Montana racism in churches at its absolute fucking finest. So I felt bad, so I had to come clean. Because I didn't want, unless, by the way, a 10-year-old or 11-year-old is coming clean to adults because they're dumb and racist. How bad is this scenario? It's really fucking bad. Really bad. So we had that going on, which was hilarious. That was one of my fun practical jokes. Um, <clears throat> we did, uh, we, 
I did a I did a lot of practical jokes. I used to have a radio show in uh, Seattle, Washington. Did a lot of practical jokes back then. With that, calling people up, I called Colin Powell at home. Oh, nice. Well, I got his number illegally, so that turned out bad. <laughs> this is when he was going to run for president, and I called him. So Colin Powell was in a group called the Get Ready Fucking Weirdos. Hey, conspiracy theories, people. I'm sure there's something to grab onto with this. Colin Powell was part of a, uh, a college group that my ex, 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 now deceased stepdad, <laughs> my mom's married a lot, <laughs> was a part of, called the Persian Rifles. There we go. Clickboards are lighting up. Well, the Persian Rifles met every year, and they, you know, because they were in the same graduating class, or I think he was a year ahead or a year behind, they had these annual meetings twice a year. Well, everyone got invited, including Colin Powell. So they had his phone number, email address, everything else. So I got onto my, uh, on his computer, my stepdad's computer. I got Colin Powell's phone number. Then I went back to college. Then I got back on the radio and I called him at home. Well, he answered. Not good. I asked him if it was his wife who was stopping him from, um, from running for president or if he was just scared. Also, not a good question to ask him. He said, no, uh, I don't know who you are. And, and, and uh, I said, I'm a Persian rifle. And he goes, that group doesn't exist anymore. It's just alumni. I said, oops, he hung up. And then people in suits came to visit. <laughs> and I got a lot of trouble. You would think with all the trouble I've gotten in, I would have learned a lesson. I'm like, oh, I'm going to probably stop. Nope. That's not the way the brain works. Right? The brain's like, I just got caught. I could do better next time. <laughs> okay. There's never a part that goes, I should stop this tomfoolery and shenanigans. No, never. But yeah, I mean, it's, these are the, you, just, you think it's funny at the time, it's usually dumb shit. Sometimes it's still funny. I mean, you know, and there, but most of the time you look back and I mean, I probably shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I should have done it a little bit differently. Uh, in the movie here, we get back to men at work, outside of the bad fashion, the slick back hair. Uh, which is a lot of Brill Cream. I remember my grandfather having all that Brill Cream, is the mobile phone. If we can talk real quick about how far the mobile phone has come. Because it used to be a car battery next to your head. And I'm not, you can say I'm exaggerating. Listen, if you were born in 2000, one, you never even had the, the luxury, the, 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 the real world experience of going from your cellular one brick to a StarTech. To something that could fit in your pocket. Your phone was so big it wouldn't fit in the drink holder. It wouldn't fit in drink holders today, let alone drink holders back in the 80s. Now at that time, the, the, the juice that it took to run a cellular phone was so immense, so crazy, so aggressive, that they just put them in, they bolted them into cars and, just, and then they had their own car battery next to them. That's how it, that's, I mean, that's what they did. Then you get this uh, smaller phone, it's kind of big, it hooks up the side of your head. There's a battery pack you carried with it, and you walked around. And then there was just the big phone, and it went to the side of your head. And then there was a smaller phone, it was still rather large, about the size of a, the shoe, of let's say a Vans shoe. And that was like the creme de la creme. And then the StarTac came out. Now sure, you can only talk for four minutes, it would take like six hours to charge. <laughs> but it fit in your pocket. And you could pull the antenna out, or you could push it in. And some people thought that it was 1972, and they were trying to get a signal for the television, 
and they would just wrap a little tinfoil on the end of that, like it all worked the same. Because <laughs> they were morons. And guess what, folks? It, it doesn't all work the same. In fact, if anything, it all works way, 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 way differently. But that's okay. We still, we had a, we had a moment. We had a beautiful, beautiful, amazing moment. And that moment was, was, was filled with tinfoil, tiny things, and just, and just the all-around joy of what, a, of what a star tack is. A star tack. Man, now it's funny because then we went smaller, went uber small, went smaller, smaller, smaller. There was a little Nokia phone. Like, oh, at some point, they're just going to put a chip next to your ear, by your jaw. You can just touch, call this, blah, blah, blah. Wi-Fi, hook it up to your computer, type in the new numbers you want to talk to, blah, 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 the whole thing. And your blood flow was going to turn the wheels to be the power, much like movement watches that your movement allows them to stay energized. Nope. I have an iPhone Supermax X. It's as big as the first phone I had. It's thinner, but the screen's big. In fact, the screen's huge. Right? My kid watches movies on this thing. It's amazing how we now have iPad, mini iPad. Then in between the mini iPad and the iPad is the Super X, 10X, whatever, Max X phone. And then it goes smaller. But man, you see the smaller phone, and you're like, oh, do you have an older model? Is that an eight? That's tiny. We're going to lose that somewhere? Like, we went from big to small, to like, I can't believe this, to all of a sudden a fear of, I could fucking lose that anytime. I better get this bigger, put it in my back pocket, and then put a case on it, and then with that case, well, you know what, fuck wallets. Let's just put a credit card and an ID in it. And I'm telling you this right now, folks. If you are still one of those people running around, and people I mean by males, running around with those with big fat wallets, you got an ID, two credit cards, six sugar packets, uh, you know, a little bag of Coke, uh, 20 bucks in cash, all in ones, because you're going to go to some fucking strip club later on, which we're going to get to because I don't understand strip clubs. And all of that in your back pocket and you sit at a weird angle because it hikes your ass up, you're missing the boat, champ. All right, you get you get a uh, you get a phone. You get a, I don't care what phone you get. You get a little cover and there's a little slit on the back of it, and it holds your ID and a credit card. That's it. That's all you need in life. You don't need anything else. If you want some cash, put some dollar dollar bills in your pocket. Don't put a roll of them in there so it looks like some weird dick. Just fold it in half, set it in your pocket. If if it looks like it's bulging too much, that means it's too many ones. Turn those into twenties. Exchange those for ones when you get to said strip club, or in this case, Torchy's Tacos, as you're throwing dollar bills at the chef going, make it faster, make it rain, make it faster. I like mine with the Diablo sauce, extra Diablo sauce, and that ate Torchy's. Love you guys, love you to sponsor a podcast, maybe come on, show us how to make some tacos here, but more importantly, don't you ease up on the restrictions of the Diablo sauce, all right? You get a little more Diablo sauce, all right? I don't need that bullshit weak sauce, I like the super spicy sauce, you give me that little tiny Dixie cup and ask for more. And like, of course, you give me one more little tiny thing. Like I'm doling it out. Charge me a dollar more, and then give me a gallon of Diablo sauce, and I will I will do a wet burrito in Diablo sauce and murder it. But you guys got to give up a little more on that Diablo sauce. Just like when we had Wahoos here, you had um, you had Mr. Lee's sauce, which I can't believe they never packaged. I don't know if you ever had that. If you're in California and you're listening, what I want you to do is you're gonna, you're gonna stop the podcast or you're gonna listen on the drive there, of course. You're gonna, so get in your car, all right? Hey boss, taking lunch. See you in a minute. You're gonna go to your nearest Wahoos. You are going to get the Maui 
steak, bowl, brown rice, black beans, extra steak, and before you add in the, uh, the Maui sauce, please toss my steak in as you're cooking it in Mr. Lee's sauce. That is their super spicy off the menu secret sauce. You get that on the Maui steaks. You got sweet, spicy, beautiful cut of steak, great brown rice, and wonderful black beans. You are welcome. Enjoy your lunch. Have a good time. Say hi to uh, Lee and Wing for me. And, um, you know, party it up, folks. I'm telling you what, right now, that is the way to go. Who is this comic in here? Hold on, I gotta. John Getz, Maxwell Potterdam III. A hundred percent, sir, you can stop with that nonsense. I don't know who this other comic is in here. We've got some, uh, we got, there's, a, there's a guy in, he's very, his face is very recognizable. I also wanna know in this cop scenario, or these, this bad guy cop scenario, who's his buddy smoking Marlboros and doing origami? And then just fucking with him. I do not understand. Who's, all right, so we got the dead guy, we got that. I don't, you know, Amazon, you've kind of, Cameron Die, is that him? Uh, it might be Cameron, yeah, it's Jeffrey Blake. I think Cameron Die is the, is the, uh, the politician and uh, Jeffrey Blake, Maybe I don't know. I'll tell you what. These the problem with um, with uh, watching a movie and then trying to figure it all out on, on Amazon is they use their current pictures. See, I think that's Cameron Dot. So the, the cop. I'm so confused, folks. the The problem is they use their. They, you get their. You got their face from Men at Work, the movie, and then you bring your cursor up and it shows you all the people who are acting in the film, but it's got their current day face. I don't need their current day face. I'm the reason I'm trying to find out who the fuck it is because I don't know who it is. Yeah, IMDb is the same. the same way. It's, yeah. it's it's so dumb. It's like, hey, uh, I wonder who this actor is. Let me show you their baby picture. <laughs> Why am I seeing their baby picture? Because I want to make sure you don't find out who this person is. Yeah. Well, hold on, but I've got the face. Who's in the movie? All these people are in the movie. I don't even get a character name underneath. I just get, I just get the. So we've got. Dean Cameron, he's the, he's the pizza guy, right? But it shows his picture, Summer bald. Yep. Uh, so. Summer school, great film. But it shows him on the uh, on the IMDb. He's bald with with a big gray beard. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. And on here, he's got a full head of hair, great eyebrows, and a sock in his mouth. Right. I mean, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously Keith David, he hasn't aged a year. Yeah. Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen. Emilio Estevez, you know. And then you get into John Getz, Maxwell Potterdam III. Hey, I've got an idea as actors, you can change your name. It's yeah. one of the cool things about it. I don't know if you've heard, sir, but Emilio Estevez is not his real name. Uh, neither is Charlie Sheen. You, Potterdam III, might want to ease up on your cool guy and go ahead and just call yourself Rick from Salt Lake. That would be better. In fact, I bet you would get more gigs. If you were Rick from Salt Lake, instead of being some, and by the way, if you're a third, if you're like, a, I'm the, you know, X, Y, and Z, the third, I've got a better idea for you. Start it first. All right, stop the, this is, I mean, there's only one person that's allowed to have thirds, fourths, and fifths. Only one. George Foreman. All right, he named his daughter George. Okay? Listen, this is the, but there's a reason he's got a huge ego. He's been heavyweight champ of the world. 
He has deadly hands. He can do this. There's very few people in the world who can name every one of their children George. George Foreman happens to be one. If your dad's one of them, and he's not George Foreman, you need to go down to the state records office and change your name to whatever you want it to be. Like Rick, last name, from Salt Lake. Be great. Could you imagine? First of all, identity thieves would love it. What's your name? Jason from Montana. That narrows it down. Thanks. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Do you want my baby picture for IMBD or do you want a real-time picture? Baby? Perfect. But you want the back of my head? That's always a fun one. They've got one on here. I swear to God. Where's this picture? Darren Larson as Jack Berger. And the picture it shows is his back. It shows his back and him in khaki pants and they're a little snug and tight, kind of crawling up his ass. That's the picture I've got for him. Thanks. Amazon for letting you know exactly who the fuck that is. This is a fun prank. Put you on a tilt. Have you seen the uh, the little spinning? Uh, the, I don't. What do you call those things? A little spinning around. You sit down and you spin them. Merry-go-round. Like a merry-go-round for yeah. kids, right? Yeah. Have you seen where they put the motorcycle bike to the top right. to it yeah. and the people yeah. fly off? Yeah. Yeah, that's not dangerous at all. No. No, no, no. What? Um. It's it's funny. Like you look at pictures today. I, I'm just wondering when this lady looks at how successful her pubic hair transplant was, right? And what's <laughs> you walk you walk in on my worst moments. <laughs> you, the door opens and I'm like, how successful the pubic hair transplant was, and I just get a point and a wink. That's all I get. It's like, nope, perfect timing for me again. That's all I need right there. And it's like, there's no conditioner to loosen those curls. There's nothing happening. And I like how Charlie's out getting laid while the other guys are hiding a dead body. Yeah, yeah. Where's the teamwork in this? Yeah. Let me tell you something. If that's my friend, I'm sitting behind him with a dead body going, whatever you guys are done, we've got shit to do. Yeah. A little busy right now. It speaks, it speaks volumes about the trajectory of his uh, life. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is Nostradamus at its finest. Yeah. Now, folks, uh, for those of you that haven't done it, and it sounds romantic and fun, Making out on the beach is horrible. It's gross. Fucking in the ocean doesn't work. It's gross. And getting sand in your asshole is harder to get out than you think. Like, if you think getting a little piece of dirt in your teeth, and you're like, oh, I should have washed that salad better. If you think that's bad, all right, get a, get a couple pieces of sand in your asshole, and then you don't even fart dust. All right? You fart rocks, okay? If you're lucky and you push enough sand up your butt, you might be able to fart a diamond, but don't put your hopes on it, all right? Don't, don't bet the house on a diamond fart. And understand that when you walk, the inside of your asshole moves. And that's just sand is going to grind away in there. It's not cool, man. You can brush your teeth. You cannot brush the inside of your asshole. You can't. And imagine with the ladies, they've got more interior parts than we do. Right? They got they got the badge. They got all sorts of stuff going on that, that we know nothing about down there. And you put some sand in there, not good. Not good at all. In fact, I would argue bad. I'd argue very, very bad. Uh, so what we so we have we have a death, we have garbage men, we have a kidnapping, we have hiding a dead body, and Charlie Sheen getting laid. I mean, this is Charlie Sheen's life. I'm pretty sure he's hit a dead body. Yeah. I, allegedly, yeah. obviously allegedly, but tell us where the bodies are at. Because there are a couple of dead hookers, and, and I mean that with the greatest respect, ladies, <laughs> under his house. When he, I have a feeling when he dies, we're going to learn a lot more about Charlie Sheen. 
There's a lot of people that one of two things happens. And this is an inter- like If you're a politician and you are a complete fucking dirtbag and you are a horrible, horrible human being, I can guarantee you two things. One, you're going to have an amazing eulogy if you stuck around politics for a while. You are. Look at George Bush. That guy was the head of the CIA. He got us into wars. He, um, he thought it was funny as he got older just to grab girls' assholes. And he's like, hey, I got to tell you a little story. You heard about my thumb and your butt? She's like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm old. Right? I'm in a wheelchair. That's all. My hand only goes up your thigh to your butt and then comes right back down. Right? He was a dirtbag. He married the guy who was on the quarter. I mean, these are all crazy things. And yet, what do we do? We celebrated him like a fucking hero. I mean, the Lee Harvey Oswald, not Lee Harvey, yeah. Well, Lee Harvey Oswald's parents were friends of the Bushes. I want to say, Sam Tripoli, by all means, I'm going to send you this. You correct me, and I'll, I'll make amends if I need to. Sam's like, I'm busy. I've got like seven podcasts. But sure, Jason, I'll listen to this nonsense. Um, you got, you got, you know, and then you have uh, when um, what's his face tried to shoot Reagan. John Hinckley, his parents were really good friends with the Bushes, and a couple nights before Hinckley shot Reagan, they all had dinner together. Now I'm not saying that everything's connected because people have weird kids, but I am saying, hey, maybe you know we do a little more research before we call this guy a great American. Uh, same with uh, the, the McCain. McCain wrecked planes flying to go see a mistress. Okay? The guy was smart enough, and I'm using this in air quotes, smart enough to go, you know who my running mate should be? Sarah Palin. Because she can see Russia from her porch. Alright? This is, this is the guy that we're like, I can't believe he died. Oh, we should celebrate him. For what? I mean, honestly, the guy wrecked more planes than he landed. He got caught and he gave up. Now, mind you, I'm not throwing shade on giving up. You catch me, threaten to pull a fingernail out, I will tell you where the oyster's hidden. I will, what do you need to know? I'm not here to play, or you know, I'm here to get a burrito, hang out, have a good time, hopefully go home, right? I mean, he gave it all up. And once again, not judging him for it, but maybe we just don't celebrate him as this great human being. He called, he told his wife in an interview, shut the fuck up, cunt. He said that, and yeah, you're like, he's a great family man, good Christian, uh, you know, an amazing American. And oh, really, I mean, he gave so much to this country. I, once again, nominate, put Sarah Palin on the map. Thanks, John. I've wrecked a lot of planes. Those are expensive, John. I've seen that bill on my taxes. Uh, had a mistress, but yet the religious rights, like, yeah, well, this, is the, this is the final thing. I'm gonna really get off this soapbox here in a minute, folks. But then honestly, Matt's like, I've heard that before. But let's, let's just take a quick breath, breath here and go, can we all decide to burn that I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven bumper sticker? Hey, assholes, let me tell you something. None of us are perfect. All of us are forgiven. No one was specially chosen to be forgiven. And you need to stop. And also, get a higher standard of who you look up to. I, t- I told my pastor for this, I said, it, it, the hardest thing in the world is for you to be a pastor in America because you're saying, put God first, and then you send your kids to school every morning and they say the Pledge of Allegiance. So who do they have their allegiance to? Like, well, and I'm like, and then why are you voting and getting in fights and debates on who you should vote for or not vote for? You shouldn't care, God will take care of it. If you believe Jesus fed 5,000, then would you not believe that he would take care of you in this country? Do you believe or don't you believe? 
well, you have to do both. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. I do believe it, you don't. If you have the faith of mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Yeah. So what do you do? You pray for something, you vote for something else. Pick a lane, asshole. If you're going to make me, if you are, if the king of pick a lane is Christians. Jesus or hell. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you are going to hell, hell, hell. You know what the difference is between an atheist and a Christian? One God. Atheists don't believe in any gods. If there's 600 gods out there, Christians don't believe in 599. So you are closer to an atheist than you are to a Hindu who might believe in a hundred gods. You're closer to the atheist. And you're staying in your lane, my lane or the highway, yet you jump out of your lane every day as you tell people to stay in your fucking lane, believe in him or not. It makes no sense. It is the craziest thing in the world. It absolutely, positively makes no sense. And the fact that you can't take a step back and look and go, wow, I have a lot in common with atheists. We disagree with 599 gods. We should have a conversation. The fact that you just can't look and go, this is convoluted as fuck. It's really, you know what, there's not an easy answer. In fact, it's really hard to try to figure it all out. But maybe instead of trying to tell people how they should figure it out, maybe I'd be a really good person, help my neighbors out, do some really nice shit that if someone hears about it, it might make them cry, or at least put a smile on their face or encourage them to do something nice. Maybe that's your lane you should stay in, yeah. fuck face. Maybe that's the area that you focus on instead of judging and telling and doing and then being weird and voting and pledging and, and, and you know, you sing your songs. I'm never going to forget Jesus, blah, 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 And then the next day you're like, what are you doing? Ah, oh, wrapped up in Instagram. Oh, so you forgot Jesus for a minute, I guess. So you lied in your little song you saw. Well, you no, 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 no. Stay in your lane, bitch. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane if I'm not perfect. No one is. And we should really do a better job of helping people out. You know, if you stay in that lane, guess what? Here's the cool part. You're going to help a lot of people out. Here's the uncomfortable part. You're bringing in everyone else. Because guess what? At the end of the day, when you really ask people, they don't mind helping. If they know it's for a good cause, if they know it's going to have a lasting impact, if they know it's going to move someone forward and move the community forward, their neighborhood forward, guess what? They're going to help. And they don't mind doing it. They're going to find the time. But you're going to put yourself around all sorts of different people. Oh no! I'm going to learn about different people and how they eat their oatmeal and grits. Fuck, man. Good lord, it is blowing my mind. Also, that ocean air did not do good for her curls. She went from really nice curls to a uh, to, to frizz factor. And if I'm the guys with, uh, with our dead politician getting ready for point break, and I see this happening, I, I'm like, listen, Charlie, sorry you get your dick wet, but I'm not coming over with a dead body. Yeah. There are cop cars, an ambulance, or a, 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 a limousine, probably has Burt Reynolds in it, and <laughs> it's a German limousine. It's got Hitler in it. Yeah. We know he didn't die. I love to throw those things out because people get so mad. I, I throw those, like, the religious stuff people are, are finally stopped emailing. They're like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I'll hashtag, like, Jesus in this. And there's always, through SoundCloud, there's some church that's like, oh, that makes sense. Hey, you guys, you've got a podcast to listen to. It's, it's got hashtag inspirational, Jesus, 
stay in your lane. These are all good things. These are things we need to work on. Uh, did you read all the hashtags? No, no, no. I, I got these. It came through on our filter, and I just downloaded it. We're gonna listen. And I just open up with an f bomb. And I'm like, well, I got fired. That one time when I did a, a religious movie, I, I, I forget which movie I did. It looks like on the flood or something. And this kid, like all of a sudden we got like an extra like 150 downloads because you know like they've got these. There's churches, and then there's like this is where corporations. This is like there's then there's denominations of churches, and then they've got corporate offices that kind of manage the denomination that they're following our rules. Like what rules? Well, we have really rule. We have rule rules. It's like for what? Are we a church? What the fuck's going on? Anyway, someone in one of those saw it, downloaded it, and shipped it out to all the churches. <laughs> and then I got an email, and he's like, hey. I'm like, what? He's like, well, almost lost my job today. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's a bummer. He's like, well, I played your podcast. I'm like, out loud at work? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, it has the little E next to it. Yeah. And he's like, I thought that meant entertaining. I was like, well, you're a morning. <laughs> should you have your job? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, in the grand scheme of things. You found something on the internet and just sent it out to everyone, really? It's just the best. It's the absolute best. He's like, listen, I don't have time to listen. I'm a marketing director. I got lots of shit to do. But I'll tell you what, if you guys want to hear a fresh take on Noah's Ark, I got your guy right over here. Have you heard of Talking Dirty Bowies? Sir, do you realize that you said the F word around the Bible 20 times on that podcast? I was like, I didn't realize that. I should have gone for 30. You should hear me on a regular one. Have you guys heard the Fifty Shades of Grey that I did? Or my Human Centipede trilogy? The guy's like, you watch that? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let me guess. You, uh, you walked out of the last 007 movie. He's like, I did. It was awful. I was like, okay. Now, now, now I know where we're playing. You are, you are the person who will look at anything and be like, that's sacrilege. He goes, it usually is, sir. How dare you? I'm like, fan-fucking-tastic. By the way, I got a new one coming out if you want to send it out. He goes, I think we're going to block you on SoundCloud. No offense. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, block me on SoundCloud. That's fine. If you are, uh, Matt, if you're doing a, a major heist, if you are breaking in and, and going after something, I'm going to give you three uh, three vehicle options, and we'll use these because, uh, well, one, let's go, we got we to go dump truck, right? right? See what we're going to go and get into with our short, we got the dump truck as the big one. Let's go um, F-150 Raptor for agility and speed, a little off-road action, right? Maybe hit yeah. the beach, have some fun. And then um, limited budget, we're just going to drop right down and uh, let's go Marty McFly, old school Toyota, 85 lifted, yeah. right? Now you've got to get away from some bad guys. You're in Southern California, yeah. Idaho, 4.30 in the afternoon, yeah. what are you taking? Uh, Raptor, old school Toyota, dump truck. Uh, <laughs> I like how you're like, I could run a lot of people over. <laughs> I hit a lot of things. Um, if I, yeah. It would be between the dump truck and the Marty McFly truck. Yeah. Because I'd be able to damage it and not feel as bad. True. With the new F-150, I, I would. The Raptor, you're like. I wouldn't just like. 
It's a hundred thousand. Like, it's funny because the Raptor's a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. But these dump trucks are like four hundred thousand dollar dump trucks. True, true. Yeah, you're take <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 you know, like, yeah, that gentle, sweet little Ford. Yeah. you're so cute. I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Old Toyota, fuck it, you know that thing. Two hundred thousand miles. Yeah, putting diesel in it. You're like, it still runs. Yeah, just run it until it explodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it doesn't even need a transmission. Yeah, it's perfect. And you're like, well, what else do you got there? It's like, oh, well, I got this. You're like, oh my gosh, and the dump truck. Uh, I mean, the, the the problem I have with the dump truck is the lack of front. Yeah. As soon as you hit it, it dents in, right? You're done. Yeah. The F1, the Ford F150. I, I like the idea of it. I don't like the idea of being trapped in something and go fast and I can't go anywhere. Yeah. But if I have to get away and I've got a maneuver, I've got to go. I've got to go to the old Toyota Mart yeah. and fly Toyota because it's small and narrow enough. You might actually get on a couple of sidewalks. Yeah. You can still do the beach. It's got better suspension too. Better, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you, it's a good get around. And terrain easier. Let's be honest. Better gas mileage. Yeah. If you're going to get away, you know what? You only got a 12 gallon tank. Let's yeah. get 30 miles to the gallon on that. Yeah. <clears throat> do the Toyota always. Do the Toyota always. Do unless it's a zombie apocalypse and you've got an option between a dump truck and a Prius, you always take the dump truck right. because you can compress zombie bodies yeah. in the back. Just have them climb in, turn it on, crush them up. Really, just throw one, uh, forgive me, one human baby in there and just let them all go after it and then turn it on. You're sacrificing one to kill tens of tens of tens, right? It's fucking amazing. I like it. I like the idea of it. Now, what I don't like the idea of is toxic waste. Um, I don't like the idea of toxic waste and I don't understand I, I probably brought this up before right and I apologize for you that that are that are you know great listeners that, that just sign up every week and wonder what the hell is going on there's another dead body oh no it's Charlie Sheen he's awake he's not a dead body look at him finding his brother that's just that's just brother karma right there he's got to find his girl though or not I don't know it's be one of his dead bodies right but for Charlie Sheen and the other uh, and, and the Bill Mars out there who love the strip club, I, I do ask why. I don't understand. I get it if you're Charlie Sheen and Bill Maher because you're gonna obviously if you find a stripper hot and you're like, hey, I'm Bill Maher or hey, I'm Charlie Sheen or I'm Billy Westhead or someone famous, they might get your number, text you when they're done. Maybe the next day you go out have a nice dinner. Uh, you know, maybe create a relationship, maybe have fun, maybe just fling, have some stuff. Who cares? But I don't understand the concept of the strip club that goes, I'm going to give you money, you're going to dance and be naked in front of me, but then I am not going to touch you, I'm, I'm never going to know your real name, Cinnamon, right. and I'm so glad you're going to dental college, and I, you know, and then you're going to grind on me, and then I'm going to go home with a, with a bone. I, just, I don't understand, the, like, why wouldn't you just come to Dive Bar and sit down and wait Maybe you come here for a month or two, you find a cute girl you like, you strap a conversation a couple of times. You're gonna spend the same amount of money over a month here, drinking and maybe buying her a couple of drinks and getting to know someone, as you would a weekend in a strip club right. where you're guaranteed not to get laid. Guaranteed. Here it's like, guess where I'm not getting laid? Palazzo. Yeah. Guess where, if I strike up a conversation, I have chances to get laid? Starbucks, Whole Foods, H-E-B. Um, Domino's, if the delivery driver's hot. She could be. I don't don't judge and assume it's a male delivery driver, you fucks. Right? Whataburger, in line, waiting. Any bar in America, anywhere but the strip club. 
the movies before the movie starts. Who the fuck knows? But there's a guarantee. You're not fucking a stripper. You're not. Unless you like chlamydia. And then, yes. Get that sparkle dust in your eyes. Get a little pink eye. Have some fun. Get after it. Have a good time. But I don't, I don't, I just think it's a crazy waste of money of, of guaranteeing no interaction. I'm also just guaranteeing a false interaction. And we used to listen, we used to love, we'd go out to bars sometimes and create false interactions with my favorite. One of our favorite things to do is we'd go to this place in Newport Beach when we were just out of college and broke. And it was called Chester Drawers, and we jokingly called it Check for Source. <laughs> it was a really classic list. But you'd go in, like, we called it the uh, the ugly lady, ugly man hunting ground. Because you'd come in sober, and if you tried to stay sober, you'd watch it get darker and darker, and the ladies and the men would slowly shift towards the attractive people, and just be like, I hope we get a regret fuck over here. That'd be amazing. But we'd do the, the Chester Drawers Check for Source, and you'd go in there, and then it was just, it was chaos. It was also like, if you wanted to, guaranteed it. I mean, just, it was like, if you, everyone went there and like, either A, I want to see a really attractive person, like I want to see a 10 and a one leave at the same time. And that was the bet. Or two, you are the 10 or you are the one leaving with someone. And then it's up to you in the mirror to decide whether you're the 10 or the one. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you're probably the one, okay? I was the one many a times. Don't get mad about it. Shit happens. Uh, so they're, 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 they're burying the, uh, the chemical waste. They're getting out there. We've got the Mercedes limo with Burt Reynolds in it and his horribly um, awful mustache as he's, just, as he's trying to bury one of his ex-wives that he slapped too many times. Another man we, we might have celebrated a little too aggressively. But, you know, and then I like how out there in the middle of nowhere, obviously these two trash men haven't been doing their fucking jobs because they got trash bags and tires. Which means, guess where the dump truck didn't go? Out here. Out here, didn't go out here. No, they, they, gotta, they gotta find it. It makes me wonder, like, what's the worst way to die? Is it being buried a lot? I've gotta assume being burnt alive is the worst way to die. Yeah. I haven't died a lot, so I don't know. Uh, haven't talked to a lot of people. I'm like, well, listen, the first time I died, <laughs> car accident, pretty cool, didn't know what happened, came back, recovery a little hard, right? But you know burn victims, they lay there, and they're in hospitals for years, trying to repair skin, and get used to, you know, what temperature's like. You know, you've got to assume burn's bad. Everyone says, I like how everyone says, it's like, you know, the best way to die is, uh, well, it's obvious, you're drowning. Euphoric state, you just drift away. Have you drowned yourself, sir? Yeah, I think you know what. I don't think you understand what euphoric state means. Yeah. All right, listen, the best way to die is with a beautiful man or woman on top of you, and you David Carradine. All right? Orgasm, blow, death. Here we go. Or Elvis Presley. That's the best way to die. Stone, fat, wealthy, and you die taking a shit. These are the way. Die, the best way to die, in your sleep. Next to the person you love, and if that's yourself, great. Then you've died with the person you love in your sleep. And who cares when they find you? It doesn't matter if someone rolls over and like, Jesus, you're cold. Oh, wait, you're dead. Well, you were 100. Or whether you're 20, you died in your sleep. It's the best way to and out. No pain, no misery. Sign me up for that. Sure, the person you're with has to buy a new mattress. Just leave that in the comments. All right? Just be like, hey, by the way, there's 200 bucks in the dresser drawer. It's going to help get you a new mattress, or at least a mattress pad until you can get a new mattress. Come on, be a gentleman. 
that's the way to die. When you're dead, you can have all my stuff. Yeah. You can have, sell all my shit, yeah. buy new mattress. It's got to be the way to go. But I'll tell you what, this is a junkyard. This looks like a junkyard right here. These guys need to bring their junk, their dump truck up here and clean up. Do a little bit of fucking work. And these suits, these are not proper suits. The gloves are on the outside. Usually the gloves are on the inside and you've got to tape around the gloves. Otherwise, those little, those little ions, they know. Ions are smart. They know how to crawl up in a crevice and get to another crevice. And then, then they get into your, uh, then they get into your skin. Here comes somebody else. Look at these guys know how to fight. Dump truck men know how to fight. And there's a lot of them. And they've got bad guns, and then he's got to go and look for his girl. And here comes a guy with Kemlin. And I like how these guys have to be in their outfits, but Charlie Sheen doesn't. Everyone has to be in their outfits, but Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen and two bad guys don't have to be in outfits. What do we do with men in work too? Well, mm, that's a weird one. I got two guys with lung cancer, leukemia. That's 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 a throwback disease. Yeah. Hey, what do you got over there? Uh, cancer. Uh, well, you know, we got a treatment. We got a thing for that. We got a little. What do you have? Leukemia. Oh Jesus. What? Lou who? Yeah, leukemia. You spell it? No. That's how hard the disease is to fight. I can't even spell it. They should have given AIDS a tougher name to really keep it around. Right, if they had given AIDS like a better name that you couldn't spell right off, yeah. I think AIDS would have stuck around. Although, like, I get it's an acronym. Oh no, immune deficiency syndrome. Yeah, no, 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 because no. then, then everyone's like, I got autoimmune. Like, shit, you got AIDS? No, no, autoimmune's different than AIDS. And let me tell you, like, then, then you're stuck at the bar with this girl trying to get laid who's got AIDS, telling you she doesn't have AIDS. It's just autoimmune deficiency. You're like, I think that's AIDS without the S. And I get you need an aid in getting dick, but I don't think this is the sales pitch. I think you should avoid the STD conversation altogether. It's just me spitballing, but as a person who's been disease-free for almost 50 years, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I'd like to say it now. When you if you're 80 and you're still having this conversation, trying to worry about STDs, you've got a bigger problem. Take that Viagra, get in that dirty old pussy. All right. Get that, get that, get that wrinkly old warded dick up in you and have some fun, all right? And if you're fucking at 80, good for you. Also, just like how offices get sponsored by like, like hey, we're a new PR firm. And then Red Bull comes in, they got a Red Bull friend, like, yeah, fab, Red Bull. Call reports at 2 a.m. Breaking news, motherfucker. Woo, Red Bull. For liquid cocaine. Getting after it. Like, Sponsored by Red Bull. Everything's out there. It's like press releases like, this is brought to you by Red Bull PR. And people are going crazy. You get that old, you get the retirement home, you get it, you get it sponsored by Gatorade, you need your electrolytes so you don't cramp up as an old person. Viagra, and let's be honest, the last glide, you guys have a fucking party. Get an astro have Astroglide wrestling. Go ahead and get the nurses put that on. Alright, keep, keep create weight divisions. And then, you know, what I'd like in the old folks' home, I'd like the loose skin division. Because I want to know, <laughs> I want to know if someone's gonna stop shaking your head back there. I see you! <laughs> I want to know how much loose skin do I have to grab? Is there someone who's 400 pounds and now they're like 120? 
and they're just walking around like they're 50 pounds of skin and they're they've got to be in a different wrestling division because you can grab them from across the room and still not take them down because they can walk to the other side of the ring and be like bitch follow me and you're like that's a lot of loose skin i gotta go i gotta get out of it i need i need a loose skin division and i need i need a balls and titty sag division right because if your balls are at your knees Fair game. Yeah, there's got to be a, a, a droopage <laughs> level of what class you're in. Exactly. It's like, yeah. how close to the knee yeah. are your nuts? That's your division. How close to your belly button are your tits? Right. That's your division. Yeah. And then the subdivision in that is loose skin. All right? Yeah. I don't care about weight. Listen, you're barely going to walk. You both got walkers. Yeah. All right? I mean, Harvey Weinstein is still going to have those tennis balls walkers and there's going to be a lady who's 100 that he tried to fuck that he didn't get and she's going to take her cane and put it right through his eye socket yes. with the tennis ball at the end of that cane. It's going to be amazing. We can only hope. We can only hope, right? I like that he's really sold the walker. He's like, no, I don't really need it. Oh, poor man. You are worth a billion dollars and at a billion dollars you still have tennis balls at the bottom of your fucking walker? Are you kidding me? For real. And I don't know what's grosser, honestly. Is it grosser that everyone's mad at Harvey Weinstein? Or is it worse that everyone knew Harvey Weinstein was doing it and they accepted it until someone got busted and they're like, yeah, that was bad. Why didn't you say anything? Well, I mean, I have a career, family sport, didn't want to rock the boat. Oh, so you're only a champion when someone else is actually sacrificed. Well, yeah, that's what champion means. You wait till someone else sacrifices, and then you step up as a popular person, and you steal their thunder. You didn't know that? I'm like, no, I didn't realize that you taking the, 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 this precious desire and everything away from someone else was your win. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good, that's the way you win in America today. It blows my fucking mind. It does. I like that this guy is in the sewage. Uh-oh. Is someone going to come out of that too? I, I want to say that they are just waiting to soak him with something. He's standing in like water. He's wearing his watch work. His face is all wet. He's got the bad suit. The pizza guy is finally out of his. That pizza outfit is. I'd like to bring that back. If you're gonna bring, if you're gonna deliver pizzas, yeah. I wish it was more like TGI Fridays, yeah. where your pizza delivery guy had flare points. Flare. Yeah. Right? He like skips up. You're like, you're like, hey, what are your flare points? Well, I've got a pin for skipping because I skip from my car everywhere. It's amazing. Right? I've got, I've got pizza spin where I can spin it like a globetrotter, but the cheese doesn't spread out. It's really, it's a, it's a fine. It's, I'm certified in pizza spinning. I am, I'm certified in skipping. I'm, I'm certified in right hand and left hand red light turning. I'm like, really? It's like, yeah, what else are you certified in? Ways? That's, that's my, like, I'd like to pick a driver. Could you imagine if you're like, you're like, or you go to Domino's, you're like, Domino's, I want this, this, and this. I'm like, great. Pick your pizza driver. And you're like, okay. Are you super hungry? First, I'd like to pick my pizza cook. Let's, let's start there. Pick your pizza cook. It's like, this guy focuses on dough. This gal focuses on sauce. And this guy, gal team, focus on the meats and vegetables. <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. That means they're fucking a lot. Now, <laughs> so I pick my pizza chef. Now I gotta pick my driver. So it starts with his car. So I gotta go down and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> this guy is who I'm picking. He's got a Mercedes. That means he's gonna get this to me. He's got the best fucking attitude because he's got a real big car payment. <laughs> 
All right. If I see someone with a Volkswagen Beetle from 1997 convertible, I'm like, fuck you. You've already paid off that car. You hate your life. You've made a lot of bad decisions. You're you're cut, you're throwing the pizza at me and expecting a five dollar tip. Okay. You know, you don't have the flare points and you don't have the passion to pay a bill off. All right, you don't have the desire that I need to get from A to B to get my pizza where I want it. So I need I need a I need a really happy, content chef. Like I want the chef who's like, no bills. I almost want a FICO score next to my chef. He's like, no bills, I've got an A20 FICO score. This is my retirement plan. I'm like, that's a hap that that pizza's coming to me happy. I don't want someone touching my dough to tangle. I don't want pushing the dough and fuck the police. Fuck FICO. Fuck Capital One, right? I don't want that person, right? I want I want the person's like a Man, I got laid today. I got my dick suck on Tuesday. This is amazing. I'm gonna go to a dive bar and have a cocktail after this. I love the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some people at dive bar some pizzas boop, 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 and have some fun, right? You just don't know. But I want so I want to find out. Happy, healthy, FICO, good person making my pizza, and then I want the person on the fucking ropes about to lose everything delivering my pizza because it's gonna come fast. It's gonna come with a smile. They know they want the catch. Bam, bam, bam. That's how you do it. I think that's the win. I think that's how, that is, if you're going to judge or go after pizza people, I think that's the, that's the only way to fly. Absolutely. No, I mean, light a match. <laughs> Bar jokes are still funny. All right, party people, listen. Uh, that's how you order your pizza, Domino's. You've already done the cars. Magic. You've already done the cars. Now what I'd like you to do is... Do my pizza, pizza maker, pizza delivery qualifier. And then I think we've got to win. And then you're going to find out who your best, best pizza delivery people are. And, you know, there you go, folks. Celebrate. And uh, let's close with this. Before my daughter sings about taking a shit. You're a mailman. You're a garbage person. You're a mail person. You're a garbage person. Whoever it is. The people that you engage with that do the work that obviously you're not going to do. It could be your maid at home. It could be just these civil servants and workers out there. That includes police, fire, whatever. Next time you see him, one, say hi. Two, um, you know what? Just be nice to him. Just be nice and courteous. If you can, you know, the mail guy, like I'll leave him little treats in the mailbox sometimes. Uh, but you just be nice, man. Their job sucks. Not everyone gets to do, gets to talk on a microphone. And it's not that not everyone gets to do it. They might love their job, but let's be honest, it's still a tough job. I'm not saying that their job sucks so they suck or they just chose a procedure. They may love their job, but that doesn't mean it's not hard. Refs could love their job. They still get, you know, verbally assaulted every time they walk out somewhere. Umps, refs, what have you. They could still use a little pick-me-up, a little hug, a little high-five, a little thank you, a little be good, a little appreciate you, whatever it may be. So, you know, who's ever serving you so that you can have a better evening or day or afternoon or morning? Coffee, beer wine, wherever, cleaning up after you, trash, municipal services, taking care of you, making sure you're safe, police, fire. Give a thanks, folks. Give a thanks, just be nice, come on. Too much divisiveness going on in this bullshit around here. We need to be a little bit nicer. And with that, let's talk about a nice kid who likes to sing about nice things, like pooping. Here it is, my daughter singing about the first time she took a shit by herself. Enjoy party, people. See ya!